The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Astrolab, the only podcast on the internet everyone seems to want to ban these days, and who knows, we might get banned on Monday. I don't know yet. I am one of your co-hosts, Joe Dyer, and with me, as always, is Mr. Scott Campbell. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Uh, Valky, God wise, one, a black, legendary creature god. When Valky enters the battlefield, okay, each opponent reveals her hand. For each opponent, exile creature card they reveal this way until Valky leaves battlefield. Cool, cool. X, choose a creature card exile with Valky with converter mana cost X. Valky becomes copy of that card and it's 2-1. Oh. Oh, hey, Joe. Sorry, I didn't notice you were recording. Oh, man, there are a lot of words in this card. Hey, thanks for listening <laughs> to Astrolab Podcast. We're out of time. Oh. Um, no, uh, I, I'm all right. Uh, it's just, you know, the the usual things that we've talked about. Um, but, right. uh, you know, there's actually some, some good news that we can kind of hang on to and be excited about but at the same time we can't really praise wizards for taking this action or taking as long as they have for this but hey scott uh, i i have an emergency ban announcement uh, well <laughs> uh, you know uh, <laughs> that, that, that's that's kind of funny um oh man but i i, I do want to know what this emergency uh a, a banning announcement is, but don't let that distract you from the fact that Al Bundy scored four touchdowns in one game. <laughs> like I, I still want to take a picture of what we're going to talk about with the, the announcement of the upcoming bang announcement teased within a preview of a product. I still want to like put that Al Bundy meme in the middle of all that, just to right. kind of mess with some people, like kind of pull a, uh, a, a carry from Twitter uh, type of thing. But no, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but, uh, and it kind of makes sense with a lot of the modal double face cards that are permanents on each side. But Kaldheim is the wordiest set in all of Magic's history. Uh, and it's crazy. That's why I did that a little bit uh, for the viewers watching at home. Um, it's it's kind of nuts. Like, you know, there are a lot of cards. There's a lot of complexity to it. Kind of like Ikoria in a way. Um, and, you know, it, it sucks that Matt Tabak... Tabak? Wait, is he Romulan? Tabak? I, I have no idea. Sounds like a Romulan name. Anyway, um, um, Matt, if you're listening, let us know if you're Romulan or not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it sucks that he's the guy that knows the rules inside and out. And he's like, yep, you could cascade into uh Tabalt cosmic imposter. And then we have what's happened. And it's like, there's no, did they know? Did Watsy know? They knew. They knew. They just, they chose not to do anything. And that's got to be like the most frustrating part because like, 
with with this announcement that I'm sure people listening have heard about, the formats that are not standard, oh, really, the formats that are not standard, not vintage, are literally dead formats right now, like deader than Pioneer. Like, pe- right. people signed up for the online tournaments and stuff, whatever, right? But they know what they're getting into. Um, the data for those tournaments is going to be so skewed, it should literally just be thrown out when looking at the rest of metagame results and whatever. Um, especially with what you do. Like, I'm sure whatever's going to happen this week for Legacy, or this weekend, I should say, is going to be completely skewed uh, yeah. because of this. Prob- uh, not, not as much as modern, but but definitely skewed to some extent. Um, and then you have prominent uh, uh, members of the community who are well-known for their uh, high level of tournament play, like Reed Duke. Like, uh, uh, here's my standard video. Like, we don't we don't need Reed doing standard stuff. There's tons of people doing standard videos. And here he is, where he could be spending his time doing modern or legacy content, doing standard. And sure, it's not explicit right. that he's doing this because the other formats are broken in half and then broken in half again. But from someone who's kind of at least paid attention to his videos, I kind of get that feeling that people like him are like, eh, I'm not going to touch these other formats till, uh, till after Monday. So it's like, right. hmm. But yeah, other than that, I'm okay. There, there's some uh, news that baseball is going to start on time, so I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, not really looking forward to the incoming winter weather this week, uh, but yeah. the sooner it gets here and gets past us, the sooner we can get the spring. Um, and just, you know, I, I need to start working on myself physically. Uh, uh, just got back from the doctors today and um, ha- had a good talking to, we'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's at least glad that I scheduled an appointment with him because he said people in my position, uh, as far as physicality and health, go go to him, get the, quote, bad news of as far as overweight, high blood pressure, or whatever, and then don't come back because they, they don't want to hear it. Um, and I'm like, huh, interesting. So I'm like, all right. And, and he gave me some good feedback on some other stuff, too, on how to deal with some stuff. So That's uh, good. Yeah, so it, it, uh, a little bit of tough love, but uh, got to start getting on the right track. Uh, I, I can't I can't put up any excuses anymore. Um, uh, and then working on some stuff financially, um, as much as it may pain me to do it if things come through. And I feel the more I talk about, the more it might not happen, so I'm just trying to be quick. Um, That's fine. <laughs> but uh, I, I may be getting out of Legacy completely, which means right. selling all my signed cards, but it could help. Uh, that, along with whatever alleged other stimulus check we're supposed to be getting, uh, could help me wipe out one of my debts, if that's, or at least get close enough to where I can make uh, payments on it for a couple months and it's gone. Uh, and if I can do that, that will definitely be... A big sigh of relief if I can do that sometime this year, like get done in the middle of the year as we get close to the end of summer, when hopefully we'll all be bleeping vaccinated by then. So, uh, yeah, hopefully. But yeah, how, how are things going on going with you, Joe? Like, uh, heck, how's schooling with your kid? Like, I've been hearing a lot. It's kind of up in the air with that. Like, yeah, you know, we're doing we're doing okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, she, we've we've had we've got the overall, you know, issue of you know that you know when you have somebody that's kind of a perfectionist at what they do, like thinks if things don't go <laughs> the way that they they want it to immediately, uh, things are awkward. Then and it just she just she wants to do everything, but she wants to be it wants she wants it to be perfect. Man, and and that's it doesn't work that way always. So I can relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awkward, but it's it's a thing. Yeah, so, but oh, she's doing okay. She's actually doing really well with it, and uh, so we're 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 happy so far. Um, but uh, other than that, I've uh, been playing a lot of Magic. I've uh, been playing a lot of Legacy. Uh, I've been playing some vintage lately. Uh, I've got a deck that was given to me by actually it wasn't given to me so much, but uh, one of my, one of my friends, um, Matt Murray on Twitter five hood with this list, uh, and it's a, a vintage deck that uses um, Burgi. I guess I think that's how you say the name Burgi, God of Storytelling. Oh yeah, I heard a lot about that and, card. Yeah, that's it, pretty cool. Uh, I gotta I gotta give props to this card because uh, it's this i i haven't had this much fun in a in a hot minute with uh a vintage deck like this nice so uh i i really enjoy the the fact that it's just really really funny and very amusing to play and, and so what's cool is keeping up with your your content about vintage is that with this new set with Kaldheim being out like the vintage format seems very diverse right now it's super healthy that's, yeah that's, that's crazy that's what i love about it like it's just like really really healthy and it's weird to say that from a format that you know is full of restricted cards <laughs> right you know full you of know. reserve list cards it's well that but it's mainly restricted cards mm-hmm. like that's the biggest thing is you know the fact that you're you have a whole bunch of cards that are only played because they're one ofs or whatnot and you have to be able to you know draw your restricted cards and blah 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 and it it really makes it interesting uh that this is a format that's actually a lot of fun right now so uh i i gotta give i gotta give props to people the the fact that the format's just fantastic right now it's just not busted it's not broken in half. It's not, <laughs> you know. So I, I, I gotta, I gotta say, I love it. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it right now. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, I, so I've been playing that. I started playing around with. Took a break from Carneco for a little bit, uh, in Legacy, and I started playing another Carn deck. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, so I picked up Colorless Post. Uh, oh wow, and that deck has been pretty interestingly fun so far. Uh, I've been pretty ex- pretty happy with it. Um, Hard to get but, uh, red elemental blasted in the colorless deck, huh? Yeah, well, that's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that you can, you know, play. You don't have to worry about anything but wasteland, really. Yeah, so, which. That's still a legitimate thing uh, to have to worry about in this uh, the current climate because of all the Rugdomer 
floating around. I was saying, and Oko. Yeah, well, so that's not so bad against um, your, uh, like, lands. Like, because, like, your individual card quality in that deck is, like, really super high. Uh, so, like, that really doesn't, that part doesn't really matter. It's the fact that you have to worry about Wasteland. Yeah. Really. Really, that's the biggest thing. Like, Wasteland decks and, um, what else? Uh, like, Depths. Depths and Lands decks are also really difficult to play against. Uh, because they have this kind of, like, faster go bigger kind of plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, when, you're, when their plan is Merit Lodge, you're like, oh, yeah, cool, I just lose, like... Yeah, you can't develop I... fast enough to fight that. Right, so, you're like, alright, well, uh, maybe, but no. I've, I've, be- I've beaten Deaths, like, at least, like, once, and it's just on the back of having the ability to go chalice on one chalice on two uh and then have uh like sorcerer's spyglass naming thespian stage oh man and then like that was just it like and then just stuck a threat on board that's literal magical christmas land yeah that was <laughs> it quite literally was mm-hmm. like it's i was just like i could not have made this uh this turn up mm mm-hmm. mhm you know, it, this the sequence of events up if I wanted to. Like, there's just no way. So, yeah, it's it's silly, but yeah, it the deck's deck's fun though. Okay. And, and occasionally you have those games where you're like, hey, here's a here's an early Karn. <laughs> you know, turn two Karn. Yeah, right. Get you. You know, like uh, I think I played the Mirror where I had a turn two Karn like b- both games in the Mirror. <laughs> And that just like won me the game. Yeah. Uh, because oh, because it, every both games was uh, turn one ancient tomb grim monolith. Oh wow. Uh, and then uh, cast Karn, have a mana floating, play a glimmer post or like a, a untapped colorless land. Uh, use Karn to go fetch liquid metal coating. Oh good lord. And then cast liquid metal coating, and then on their turn on their upkeep, uh, activate liquid metal coating on their land. And then at that point, there was just nothing they could do. And then at that point, like, the next turn over, I, I just was like, all right, well, uh, activate local Metal Coating plus Karn target your land. Like, just start using it as land destruction. And that's pretty good. <laughs> I have found. Turns uh, out pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then I have also, um started playing arena again this week so that's so weird of me to say but uh i actually started playing arena again uh i wanted to kind of see what the big hubbub was about in historic with the uh the tybalt's trickery oh Um, and so i was like "Eh, i've got four rare wild cards laying around i can redeem those for four tybalt's trickery because if they ban it what who cares (laughs) cool beans like i'm sure that's one of the cards that maybe is going to get banned on monday fine like sure like if they like i have a couple days to play around with this i honestly don't get what the hype is about well Like, like i mentioned last week it's or uh last show it's that when people are when players are given a pool of cards to play with, 
like more often than not, players are going to want to look for how can I combo? How how can I win as fast as possible, doing as so, something as generous as possible? And that's fine. Like you know, not begrudging the players. That's begrudging more the design, where you you feed more into that. That's the result you're going to get. Uh, that things are out of balance. Um, you know, you you can't change the behavior without changing what is being input into the system. Uh, well, I, I think my I think my point is is like I don't get what the hubbub is about the deck because my experience with the deck so far is that you might win like two or three games in a row, and then you'll lose like the next seven. Oh, that, that's the thing like, though. Like, like the, the the failure rate of the deck is just seems so incredibly high. Right, but but that those two or three wins where you uh, where you yeet out an Ulamog uh, off to Ball Strickery, that that's the high. That, that yeah. that's oh, the yeah. high they want to get. And it's a super. It's a, but that's my but that's my that's yeah. my problem. That's my problem with the deck though, is that that's why I don't think the deck is bannable. Like I actually don't think it's bannable. Yeah, like, I, I don't. I don't think it's it's even worth it. Like because the the point is is like yeah, this deck's cool, but it's kind of a meme. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like yeah, it can it can occasionally do some some cool things, and yeah, occasionally you just eat out a Ulamog on turn turn two. Right. Sure, but on every other occasion, you hit a tor- you hit another like zero drop or you hit a one drop. <laughs> right. Here's or, a stone coil and, serpent. Oops. <laughs> right, and then you just lose. Right. Like. There's no like, and that's and that's like fine. Like you can you can grind through games super quickly with that deck, because you can just like oh if I hit like something that whiffs I just I just consider that a loss, and move on. But the problem is is like those happen like a lot more I I was noticing than the games where the really busted stuff happened. Oh, I, I'm sure. And I, yeah, and I was just like hmm, like and not only that, if the opponent has any amount of interaction whatsoever you just lose play Leyline of sanctity i i mean like yeah i mean that's problem but the problem <laughs> is is that you have to play like four Leyline of sanctity oh, of course but then you might accidentally cast a Leyline of sanctity you know so it's yeah it just it's so strange like it's it's just another card to add to the deck that dilutes it i see this as an absolute win yeah <laughs> And so I'm like, if your opponent is playing Thoughtseize, yeah, you just lose. Oh yeah, because they 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 rip that turn one. It's like, yeah. Oh look at this uh, turn one Thoughtseize. Sweet, I'm playing against the bot. Next game. Right, right, yeah. If you if your opponent is playing Mono Blue Tempo, oof, you just lose. Like quite literally, that deck just eats the deck alive. And, and that deck is is so good right now. It, I it's an underdog. I think in historic, like people are, I don't think are really taking that deck seriously. And the fact that just like burn and modern, there's going to be cards printed coming up in Strixhaven. Uh, there'll probably be at least a card in Strixhaven that will get added to that deck. And further down the line, that's just going to make that deck better and better and better. Not bannable or anything, not something where they have to take action, but right. something to where that deck is going to be a powerhouse. Like yeah. if you, I th- yeah, it's crazy. I I have a version of that built, mm-hmm. uh, and it's pretty good. Um, also, uh, if your opponent is playing blue white control, yeah, you just lose. Sweet, uh, because Dovin Zito 
oh, is yeah. going to be very good against whatever you do. <laughs> uh, they also can play any of their conditional counters. Oh, yeah, like Spell Pierce? Okay. Yeah, well, Spell Pierce is also, like, amazing. But, like, you know, Sensor or Quench, like, all those cards are just good. Oh, any, uh, anything that requires you to pay an extra mana, and they, and they, right, they get right. you because you played Tibalt's Trickery on turn two. Right, yeah. So, and if you wait to do it to where you can play around it, then you can't play around the hard counters. You have to make them have it. So, but yeah, it's it's really rough, like, uh, I found. Like, I, I, I had one today where I was just like, I was playing, I was playing my blue-white control list that I had I have on there, and I just, ha- I ran across somebody playing the trickery deck, and it was just like, they were just like, go for it, and I was just like, quench. And it was like, super instant concede. Like, they just didn't even, they just didn't even bother. Just like, cool, you countered it, I'm moving on, like... You know, so, but also, like, the deck mulligans really badly. Like, this is also the thing I found, like, just the mulliganing process, because you have to mulligan to a hand that does that. Yeah, I've seen some people uh, try it and seen their mulligans, and I've seen them go down to as low as, like, three. Yep, I have before, yeah. And it feels awful to do it, yeah. Like, I usually play Elves in Historic, and if I'm mulligan down lower than five, I've probably lost the game. I'll still play it, because I'm need to cast green spells for my dailies or whatever. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm probably I, losing that game. I I have found that, like, uh, I had, like, several games in a row where I was just, like, I was mulling to four, like, every game. And I was like, this feels like, like, this feels like a, how a glass cannon combo deck should feel. And it is a glass cannon combo deck. And so that's that's why I think... Like, I think the hubbub of it is a little bit higher than it should be. Like, I feel like if people just sat for a moment and said, maybe we just play, you know, things that, that have intera- more interaction, then maybe it would be just fine. Like, it, I don't think it's probably bannable. Like, right. Yeah, and, and, like, there's just so many cards that maybe in standard. Yeah, like, that, that, cause that way you get cause, off of arena. Because quite literally the same deck exists in standard. It's just that you don't get access to Ulamog. Yeah, but you're still going to play, like, your Genesis Ultimatums. Yeah, they're putting Genesis Ultimatums, Ugin's... Um, Ugin. That, uh, uh, Kiora, Kiora Best of Sea God. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of where it's like, oh, here's an 8-8. <laughs> right. Well, it's not just that. It's like, here's an 8-8. Eight, eight. Uh, next turn, I'm going to Frost Tap all your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> next, the turn after that, I'm going to take one of your best things. Uh, right, so they can't, they literally can't play anything, because if they do, it's just going to be taken. Right. Well, at that point, I just take a land. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. cool, free, free. I Now, I have had some Genesis Ultimatums. I have had some real bangers of Genesis Ultimatums, where you go, uh, was it five cards you look at? Five cards? Uh, five yeah. or six cards? Yeah, it's, uh, it's five yeah. cards. Five cards. You get four lands and another Genesis Ultimatum. Oh, oh. <laughs> and you're oh. like, all right, whatever, sure. Oh. Like, and you're just like, okay, fine. And then you just like hard cast another one. That that reminds uh, me of the times where I would cast a brilliant Ultimatum and reveal two Emeralds, and my <laughs> opponent would put two Emeralds into one pile. I'm like, cool, I'm taking some turns. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, uh, I have. Yeah. Um, now, I don't have a full playset of Ugans, and I don't have a whole pl- full playset of Ulamogs. I do now have a full playset of Genesis Ultimatums. 
I actually opened uh, my first one today on a pack <laughs> I was awarded to uh, for, for my Coria. I I have three Kiora Best of Sea Gods. Uh, so what I ended up doing is I ended up supplementing in the deck a little bit by putting in uh, two Chandra Awakened Inferno. Uh, oh, my. I, I put in a Niv-Mizzet Perun <laughs> in, in there. Uh, so when you hit Chandra off of, like, a turn two uh, tri- trickery, people also tend to scoop the <laughs> Because that's also pretty good. Oh, uh, all right. I'm yeah. being burned out every turn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah, I have had games where I'm just like, all right, uh, keep stacking up these triggers. Yeah. Uh, you know, hit kill you with Chandra, and it's just like, and they may deal with Chandra, but then there's like five triggers. Oh yeah, the uh, emblems Chandra. still sit there. Yeah. Right. So they're just like, all right, well, cool. Pass turn. You're dead. Like, you can't, it's hard to race. Like, uh, some of the game, like, and also, like, the having that, like, oh, oh my uh, opponent has a board state, minus three. Like, like that's also pretty good. So, uh, but I, I've had opponents, I've had stuff happen where I've, like, I've put in an Ulamog off of a Genesis Ultimatum, which kind of sucks because you don't get the trigger. And I've had an opponent go, like, well, um... Um, Innocent Blood or um, Liliana's Triumph. Like, that was also kind of one of the reasons why I tried out, I started trying out the, um, the Allosaurus Shepherd in the deck. Okay. So, so it sounds weird, but Allosaurus Shepherd, uh, I was doing some reading on one of the Discord groups or whatnot that I'm in, and, uh, somebody was talking about trying it in the deck, and basically it just replaces half of the, the cards that you use to combo off with. So like if you have Tormod's Crypts, it would just replace your Tormod's Crypts. Uh, you keep your Stone Coil Serpents. Uh, and so you, what you would do is you would use it. You would go off on three instead of two and you would cast Allosaurus Shepherd and then try to counter Allosaurus Shepherd. But because you can't counter Allosaurus Shepherd, uh, you still get the effect. Right. Cause the rest of yeah. the Tibalt's Triggery has to resolve. Right, but if you ended up hitting another Tibble Trickery off of your first Tibble Trickery, mm-hmm. you could just go, you could just go again. Yeah, yeah, because the Allosaurus Shepherd is still on the stack. And what's hilarious is with uh, Allosaurus Shepherd, if it's on the battlefield when you Tibble Trickery off something else, uh, your Genesis Ultimatum can't be countered. Right, but then you're also like, well, this also like if I'm, I I manage to get like you know a creature into play. You know, like uh, a Kiora Best of Sea God, like the 8-8 off of that, or an Ulamog off of a Genesis Ultimatum. Right. That's also insulation against Innocent Blood. And, oh, yeah, that's true. And the um, um, Liliana's Triumph effects. Yep. So, because then you can just, like, oh, I'll sack the Allosaurus Shepherd. Right. And, and then your opponent obviously just has another Innocent Blood, because, you know, right. reasons. Because <laughs> they're bots, right? Right, um, right. <laughs> and, and then, on the off chance, you get up to six mana, and they're still not dead. Because um, you maybe have a stone coil serpent or something, you could activate the Alsor Shepherd and get in there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. So the mana base for that deck is just so bad, though. Oh my god, yeah. Like it's all. I mean, it's a pile of temples and just like all these other cards, and you're just like, all right, well, the mana base sucks, but that's that's just it. Like I just don't think it's. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I. <sighs> I, 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 I just think the deck is. I just think that it's kind of overblown. I, for for standard and historic, I agree. 
Yeah, for... the modern version is a little bit different. Yeah, matter of fact, let's actually start talking about where this information is, and then we can go over what we think is going to happen. Yeah, so there was a product announcement uh, this week for the Secret Lair Smitten Super Drop. Uh, and we'll talk about the Secret Lairs uh, in more in depth, but uh, one of the Secret Lairs that they revealed is a Kaldheim Showcase Secret Lair. There's two of them. Uh, and one of those Secret Lairs has the card Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath in it. Boo, and, boo. And, in, and in the middle of this product announcement, <laughs> <laughs> they said, hey, we're going to be doing a BNR announcement. And yes, we are going to ban Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath in Pioneer, Modern, and Historic. And we are continuing discussions about doing the, maybe doing the same in Legacy. But we are still working internally on a larger BNR announcement for the same week, uh, which is this Monday. Uh, the 15th, uh, but we wanted to share this information ahead of the sale. And I think this is actually, I, I, I feel like anybody who has the gall to like slam wizards for this decision uh, doesn't really understand like what they're trying to do here. Oh, right. Uh, like, yeah, it, like there, the... I, I've seen, I've seen some literal people that have been like, Oh man, like they shouldn't have uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. That seems really stupid. And it's just like, but they're telling you so that you don't spend money if you don't want to. Right. Like, there, there's three things <laughs> I've taken away from this. One is what you just touched on. Like, to me, this tells me that maybe not coming up here on this coming Monday, which it wasn't in this announcement when it was going to happen, but there was a tweet later on yes, from Wizards that, made that it, said... that made it clearer. Right. It, yeah. it, it's telling... it. This thing told me that there was some time in the indiscernible future that they were going to ban this card and it probably would have happened before people got Uro in their hands from the showcase. Right. So they had to make that decision and, yes. and now have moved up that decision. Uh, in essence, the second thing that this thing has told me is that, uh, not only are they looking at banning it legacy, but there's a larger BNR announcement. So it's yes. not just going to be Uro. There's right. going to be other changes across the formats that's made and the third thing this told me is that Pioneer is still included in this. So they're still considering Pioneer as part of their overall formats. As yeah. much as Pioneer is literally just dead. Like, nobody talks about it. And even yeah. with whatever changes they're going to do, I still don't think it'll be enough to save Pioneer or, or gain new interest in it until we can start playing paper again. But they're still keeping it on life support, more or less. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling. Others. I have a feeling that paper magic is going to be what's going to would have to bring historic, or not historic, but pioneer back to some sort of semblance. Sure. But then it's also going to still be a, a point of view of, of how many stores are going to run it, and then how many people are going to actually, uh, you know, show up to play it, mm -hmm. versus the people that still just have their modern cards and they're just going to want to play modern instead. Right, exactly. That, know, that's why I mentioned so. why I did this morning when we were talking uh, through Facebook Messenger. I I have a feeling this is a big opportunity for stores to be, you know, I, I'm I'm sure it's on like the last thing on their mind right now, but it's a big opportunity for stores to really look at their event schedule and calendar and be like, right. all right. What really worked before all this crap happened? And what the of the people that are continually asking, when can I play again? What formats do these people show for? What cards right. are they buying? And focus on those things to get those customers in the store. So if those customers are not Pioneer players, 
that store is not going to run Pioneer events. Like, we're fortunate enough to where we have several stores in the area where on right. Friday night, we can go to one the store we normally go to and play Modern. And, heck, if we can all get there ahead of time, may even play Legacy uh, before Modern happens, but sometimes the, the they bleed into each other. Uh, right. But there's another store not too far that on Friday nights, people are drafting. Like, so there's stores that... Uh, can do completely different things, pull enough clientele to keep afloat and everything else. But uh, but yeah, I, I really think that when people are like, hey, we're going to get back to normal, and we get to that point, the schedule might not be the same. Whatever right. your fright, if your Friday Night Magic was standard and modern, and the stores are going to be doing standard, well, you know, you're going to have to wait longer. Or, right. or, 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 hey, it may be safe enough to gather your buddies over your place and play cards. Who knows? So, yeah, it, we got a long way to go before we get back to, in, in a rhythm anyway, of where we once were. And we may not even get to that point. We may have to have a new rhythm, and we're just going to go forward with it when it happens. But, yeah, right. yeah th- this announcement of a product that is being previewed has an announcement teasing a BNR announcement within this announcement. <laughs> it, it, it's it's totally Watsy's shtick. Oh um, yeah, but I was not surprised. But we can't give them full credit because Uro should have been banned easily six months ago, if not more. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. All, all this pray. Wow, they're banning Uro! Hooray! And like. You know, the Ewoks on Endor are celebrating and, and everybody on Naboo is celebrating and all this stuff. And it's like, um, they still built the damn Death Star. Right. Like, you know, so how, sure, it's gone now, but how about we find ways to prevent the Death Star from being built again? You know, what yeah. what's next? Uh, Uro Titan of sucking the energy out of a sun and being a giant sun type planet? <laughs> So, obviously, obviously, this means okay. So Uro's gone. Yeah, yeah. We're officially we're, we're gone. officially off of Uro. There's there's thoughts about it in Legacy. However, again, we also kind of look at this and say, okay, there's a larger BNR. So what else happens? Like we obviously have to realize that something has to change with uh, either a ban or with a rules change for Cascade. Uh, to deal with the Valky Tybalt Cosmic Imposter deck, uh, and that deck exists in both formats, both Legacy and Modern. And I have a feeling I really just I, I've been thinking about this more and more. And I, I've had a couple of people who are like, "Ah, oh, they should just ban Tybalt. Like, just deal with it." Like, and I'm like, and I like, or they're like, they should just ban one of the Cascade cards. Like, like ban, like ban, like violent outbursts, and it really wouldn't be so bad. And I'm like, yeah, but people are in the future are gonna look at violent outbursts and go, wonder why the hell this is on the ban list. Like, this just seems dumb. Like, all they really need to do is they need to change the cascade mechanic to do a double check. Like, that's all that needs to happen. All that needs to happen is like, when you if you may cast this card, with you know without paying its mana cost. Uh, if the spell that is being cast or whatever it ma- is less than the CMC or whatnot of the X of the cascade spell or whatnot, you know, something like that, have it do a check. Right. You know, Cause I'm, you know, I'm looking and... at my foil blood right elf now from Shards of Alara. 
and it says a non-land card. Right. So it, it should say non-land spell, which I know is kind of weird wording. No, but... no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that part needs to change. Okay. And what I think needs to happen is when you go to put the spell on the stack. Yeah. It needs to do. It needs to do another check. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Kind of like how Luris like checks to see if you put something on the stack that that was CMC two or greater or whatnot. You know, CMC two or less. You know, where if you try to put something that that is more greater than CMC two, you can't or whatnot when you're casting from the graveyard. The only time the only time that comes up is when you're trying to cast an X spell from the graveyard. So like, if you were to try to cast, so like. Luris will let you play Walking Ballista and Stonequall Serpent in your deck. But the uh, but the max that you can uh, cast that for from the graveyard when you're using Luris's ability to cast something from your graveyard or whatnot. The max of the X could be in the scenario is two. And also when it's uh, the companion, right? Well, yes, but because it's X, it's less than two. Yeah, big that, but that's the thing. But you can't cast, so so you couldn't cast an, a walking ballista for more than X equals one, uh, from the graveyard using Luris's ability, because at that point it's CMC is two. Right. Okay. That happened to me so. once on uh, on Arena. I think I was playing like uh, uh, like a white mono white enchantment deck with um, oh, what's that card that counts artifacts and enchantments? All that glitters? Yeah, all that it had all that glitters in there. I'm like, okay, this looks like a neat deck. I have enough cards. I'll I'll build this neat little aggro deck. And I tried to uh, cast a stone coil serpent from my hand when Loris was already in play for greater than two and it wouldn't let me because it was considering that card as I was casting it. You were uh, casting it from your hand or from your graveyard? From from my hand, I believe. Well that that should let you still cast the card for greater for than greater than two. Okay. Yes. It, it's been so long ago. I yeah. can't remember, but I remember yeah. there was a point where the program was stopping and not allowing me to do something. Right. So it may have been from the graveyard. I don't know, but still, yeah. uh, I, I understand what you're saying now where it needs to do a double check, which when it comes to paper, you know, we're not going to see that. We're, we're just going to have to understand what, whatever the rule is yeah. at that point. But yeah. on, online, yes, it's a lot more easier to implement where like, yeah, when, uh, Valky and slash Tabalda is revealed. The only side that you can choose on on uh, MTGO would be Valky. Like the other side right. would be kind of darkened out, where you right. telling you you can't select it. Right, and that's the point. Like I, I feel like uh, that would be easier because because here's the thing. I, I I think about this. Yes, you could just ban Tibble. Whatever. Like that would that kills the deck. Entirely, like in both formats or whatnot, you you ban it in both formats. It kills the form, kills kills that that deck doesn't exist anymore. But what happens down the line when they print something else? Like that's the problem. Like it, the 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 fix for Cascade just future proofs it. And that that down the line you're talking about is literally the next set in Strixhaven. Could be, yeah, yeah, because there's going to be more MDFCs in that set, right? And those so, MDFCs, from what is being rumored. Uh, and, and just speculate about amongst the community is one side instant, one side sorcery, or maybe one side teacher and the other side the spell they're known for or, or something. Right, right. So, and, and as as we know, just looking at the band, list of banned cards, 
a good chunk of them are spells. Not necessarily creatures or permanents, but uh, a lot. Like when you think about uh, restricted cards in Vintage, you're not necessarily thinking Monastery Mentor, although it is restricted. You're thinking about cards like the Ancestral Recall, Ancestral Recall, Brainstorm. Right. Um, things that, that uh, cause a game action to tilt the game in your favor uh, by the casting of one spell. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the best uh, thing for them to do is to just change the rules. Because uh, it makes it makes Cascade work the way that people think it should. Right. Because, and, I, and I think that's important to note. I still hear people go wait you can cascade into tibble same yep and you're and they're like that doesn't seem right they still don't think that it, that's that's correct uh, and so that's just it like you think okay most people think that it works this way let's just make it work that way i, I like, know i know that if i were to have that deck and paper and sat down with my wife and we played a game and i did that she would look at me and like, wait, what? You're cheating. And like literally rage quit. Right. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, yeah I, I just think that they just fixed the rules. It makes Cascade work the way that it should all the time. And it doesn't even matter. Like it still even preserves you being able to cast certain things, do certain things. Because like, you know, like, hey. Like, if you were to, like, you know, cast Blood Red Elf, for example, and you hit Brazen Borrower or whatnot. Oh, now, yeah. While you're, okay. while you're playing both in the same deck, I don't, doesn't, ma- doesn't matter. Oh, there, there's yeah. actually a teamer deck out there running. There, there uh, we go. Uh, uh, Ren 6 and Time Warps and there, there you go. Whatever, so, right? So, a similar thing. Like, oh, like, here's a better example. You hit Bone Crusher Giant. Yeah. But you should be able to cast Stomp. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Yep. Because you're still casting a spell that costs less. Both have both parts of that still cost less. And, and but and can I say for a minute that the, that the adventure cards were really freaking cool? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, because that's the thing. Like nobody that again, nobody would be complaining about this interaction at all if there wasn't a seven mana planeswalker attached to it. Right. That's why I think like, when we <laughs> talked recently in one of our shows that if they were to change that rule and if Tibalt was like a four mana planeswalk or something it would still be playable in some aspect mm. if they were to change this rule we're not going to see this card in uh modern or legacy at all it, no. it just it won't no. exist no one's no. going to play the valky side this will wind up being someone's commander it'll wind up being their 99 it might see play in like a historic jun deck or something but it'll yeah. see play in standard. Yeah, it'll see play in standard. Uh yeah. in like a big mana deck or something. But yeah. it will yeah. it will disappear. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that's all they need to do. Right. And we, that, and that's fine. Right. Like that's perfectly fine. It, it is, now, but it, it's a shame because, you know, we were speculating before the card was revealed that Tabalt was gonna be a prominent card. It was gonna be a, <laughs> You know, not not to this level, of course. Um, uh, you, but, know, I, you know, I, 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 the irony of Tybalt being the card that breaks legacy and modern, right? It's just not lost it's, on me at all. It's just so extreme. It, it goes from a card that's like, I'll try it out. Okay, first time casting it, it was awful. Take it out of my deck. To where now, 
it's like uh, making Uro seem like a normal card uh, right. in Modern and, and Legacy. And the fact that with one change, uh, people aren't going to want to play this card. Like, I, I think the design is cool. I, I wish there was a way you could change from Valky to Tabalt when it's already on the battlefield. Because, right. um, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for Planeswalkers. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and the fact that, you know, here we have a card that, you know, it starts out with an emblem. And then right. you start exiling cards from your library and, and the opponent's library to put in a, a like a separate pool, a separate library to play from. Like the flavor on this card and Tabalt's character and the story is just so, it's just oozing from this card. It's great. And it, it may disappear from play. Uh, and, and it's fine that it does for the health of the formats. I'm not saying that they shouldn't make a change to the Cascade rule because they absolutely should. But right. banning it, I think, is the, the wrong answer, really. Right. So, uh, the other thing to note, like we, we mentioned already, like Tibble Stricker, you should probably go in Modern as well. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like that's probably a given. Yeah, that, uh, that one makes the, the most sense because, like, like you said, you can't ban Violent Outburst or Ardent Plea or... Well, I, I meant like, just the trickery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. ban yeah Violent Outburst, yeah. Right. Because like... that's the most commonly played one, so... Uh, yeah, I yeah, I just don't see that happening. I just see them banning tri- Tibble's Trickery and being done with it. Yep. Um, I forgot those that the um, deck played those cards uh, yeah. too. So, uh, but also like the biggest thing is like okay, they mentioned Legacy. So what else Goodbye, happens Oko. in Legacy? Yeah, like do we <laughs> finally get to get Oko out of here? Like, is it just Oko? Do they ban Uro? Like. Uh, like, do they actually ban Uro in Legacy? I, like, I think they have to because when, when they go to ban Uro and all the other formats, right, they're going to say the same thing. Well, aggressive decks can't get ahead, and the card's too ubiquitous, and all these things, and Legacy players will be like, um, those words can apply to our format too, because, sure, no. there, there, there have been burn decks that have appeared in Legacy because... Um, it's cheap. Uh, it comes out of left field. It plays red. El- it can play red, red elemental blast easily to deal with Okos, right? It's, so, it's not just burn, though. Why? Well, I, like, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and, and so, no matter so, what happens in Legacy, it all there always seems to be Delver showing up near the top, regardless that, that, of the exchange. I, but, you, but you mentioned aggro, like specifically. Yeah. So Hogak is aggro. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, like so that that's like it does. It's not that like the those archetypes don't exist in Legacy. It, they do. It's just they look different. Is it playing Uro? Legacy. No, they don't. Why, play Uro. why not? It's in their colors. No, they should. The only, the only reason that that deck splashes blue, literally, is because it's a it's a base green black deck. Uh, the only reason that deck splashes blue at all is for uh, Huge and Crab and Careful Study. Those are the only other blue cards in the entire deck. Right, but the internet says if you uh, play blue and green in your deck, you no, have to play Uro. No, because no. it's not a because it's not a blue green deck. The, the internet's never wrong, man. No, they're they're absolutely wrong. I I know, I know. So, I, you and I are in agreement with that, but yeah, no, I, it, Uro is the top played creature card in Legacy. Yeah, oh and, yeah, and uh, people are like, well, it could be answered with Swords to Plowshares, like that. That's some of the common. Uh, information I get or feedback yeah, I get, but, and I'm like, but, okay, but so you have modern, to have that. right? So like, modern has path to exile. So what now? 
Right. You know, so I, I, I think it should go. I, I think there'll be enough outcry, or there has been more than enough outcry, really, that it but, really should go. But here's the, here's the other thing. They can't ban Uro and just Uro. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the real obvious consideration. They can't build they can't ban Uro, just Uro. They have to ban something else. They have to probably ban Oko. Right, but uh, be outside of the companions and the rules changes slash bannings. Um when was the last time that the legacy format was touched with the BNR? I think I asked this several episodes ago. Yeah, you so, did, and that so was I'm sorry. Com- that was companions. Well, yeah, um, before companions. That was breach. Okay, and before breach was. Oh, jeez. Yeah, See yeah, it, exactly. Red, so... red and six. Red and six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like. Yeah, I, it, they just they they just need to get, like I said, it it just needs to be Oko. Just just get rid of Oko. If they want to get rid of Uro, that's fine. I actually don't mind that. Like, I would not mind them saying we we talked about it in Legacy right now. We'd like to see what the format looks like without this card, this without Oko first, you know, and go from there. Like, I would be okay with that because you knock Oko out of the Snow Shell, and that also knocks Oko out of the Delver Shell. Like, then that makes Uro not as, like, fantastic. Like, you still want to be in those colors, maybe, but, like, you're still, like, then you're giving up a little bit. Now, if they ban Oko and Astrolabe, yeah, then Uro's probably okay, but maybe still not. Like, here's my thing on that. I don't think that Uro gets any less castable with Astrolabe gone than with Astrolabe in the format. Well, right. I, I think yeah. we start seeing the, the change back to pre-modern Horizons uh, right. legacy where, sure, you have these other cards like Uro and whatever comes next as far as the, the stats we don't have yet. Well, I mean, but, I mean, the, com- the common argument I hear is like, oh, well, if you take away Astrolabe, Wasteland can attack this deck and then it makes it hard for them to cast Uro. And I don't think that's the case. No, no, no. I, 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 uh, no, when you have fetches and dual lands... Like it doesn't matter. Like they're gonna just wait and cast. They're gonna ca- They're gonna fetch blue white or whatnot, and then they're gonna fetch a green source or something. Like that. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna figure it out. They're, they're gonna be a way to figure it out. They'll, like, they'll get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's just it. Like they don't need, you know, they don't need Astrolabe, right. to cast this card. Like it just it's not always needed. I've seen players cast a rose off without having an astrolabe into play. And it's just, it happens. And, and like, see, so, uh, unlike... and, uh, and, and not only that, the lesson we can take from modern mm-hmm. is that they banned astrolabe and Uro continued to be a problem. Yeah. So, and just, and the thing is, is like a lot of people point to astrolabe as a symptom of a format where it creates decks that are immune to wasteland, but the best deck in the format is a wasteland deck. So, you know, and the only other deck that can keep up with it is a deck that was already immune to Laceland, not because of Arkham's Astrolabe, but because they were predominantly blue-white, basic land-heavy Miracles decks that were the only other blue stew-type deck to, to be able to keep up with it simply because it was immune to Wasteland. Right, and it was running, uh, before all this stuff with Modern Horizons and everything after, it was running back to basics. 
a lot of the snow versions still do on occasion. It just depends. Like, it just depends on what they want to attack at any given moment. But, but Rug Delver is just... There's no punishment right now in the format for playing a deck that plays four Brainstorm, four Ponder, X Preordain, four Days, four Force of Will, two Force of Negation. There's no punishment for that. There's no punishment for that Cantrip Cartel right now because you cannot play a Chalice of the Void deck and expect it to matter. Right, because Oko's around. So if we get right. rid of Oko, Chalice decks come back. So uh, although the Uro decks will still just run into the Chalice to load their graveyard, they're right. not getting the effects off those spells. Right. So they're well, not, that they're also, not getting ahead. Well, my, my point about that is is that that also hits another hot-button topic of consideration and the card Dreadhorde Arcanist. And being able to answer Arcanist with Chalice is something I would be curious to see if would happen. Now, granted, I would not be upset if the format, if the ban announcement on Monday was Oko, Dreadhorde Arcanist, and Uro Titan Major Shrath. I would be okay with that. Because that hits Delver really hard. That hits the Snow Decks really hard. To where blue being in green for snow maybe still okay. You might still see some Bant versions with this Ice Fang Quaddle and stuff like that. Right, but if you're forcing but, green in your deck just for that Snick, like, come yeah. on. Right. Now, it, there's also, like, Veil of Summer, but, like, but like you can easily splash green for a Veil of Summer if you wanted a Veil of Summer effect. It's the same thing as being in Jeskai Miracles and playing a, a Singleton Volcanic Island to splash for a blast. Can you hear my eyes roll? Like, seriously? <laughs> like, like it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You could be in Blue-White Miracles and play a single single Volcanic Island. Yeah, I well, I, I and think... And play a couple Pyroblasts in your sideboard. And when you need that Pyroblast effect, you could just fetch your Volcanic Island. Yeah, but the, the those decks also play like an Is It Static Caster deal with Elves. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, engineer Explosives. So like they, they do more than just Pyroblast, where like the Bant decks, I think, just play Veil of Summer. Yeah, so. and that's and that's fine. If there's a legitimate separation between, like, if, if we get to see, like, Jeskai be mm. somewhat relevant again, and then also have a Bant deck, and then also maybe have a Grixis deck. I think that's a win. That's a win in my book. Oh yeah. Because I, all the because those are three different decks. I totally forgot about the first Uro, Gurmag Angler. Yeah, that's unplayable. That's a that's a nice elk. Right? <laughs> right? Like you just can't play that card right now. It's just it's not playable. And and that that's the problem with Oko is that it and it made decks truly Unplayable, not the unplayable like. Well, you'll be beaten by this other deck a bunch of times. No, Oko turned turned your crap into stuff that you can't use outside of crashing into their elks or. I or I think the biggest win from an Oko ban mm-hmm. is the fact that Loam gets to be a deck again. Holy cow! And I think that's a huge thing because Knight of the Reliquary decks are my, something that really should be existing, should exist in the format. My wallet and, is crying, Joe. I, and, I got off of that deck. And like Knight of the Reliquary deck, a uh, Knight of the Reliquary deck that's also a Chalice deck. Yeah, that's I I can see that being a thing. So uh, lands like probably doesn't change much, but like that probably it probably gets better. 
there's probably going to be a really, really interesting period of time where combo is just like the best thing to be doing still. Uh, simply because everybody's all the blue. If you hit, especially if you hit those three cards, if they hit all four cards, if they hit Astrolabe too, so say they hit all four, all the blue decks have to realign and figure out how to beat the metagame. Not, now. not all of them. Well, because yes. there, there are some players who didn't bother updating their decks <laughs> all this crap. No, what I, what I mean is, what I mean is, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they have to. They have to re- reanalyze what the metagame is going to look like and construct a blue deck that functions in that metagame. And what that blue deck looks like, who knows? But during that period of time, week one post-ban, what is generally the best deck to be playing? Burn. No, Sneak and Show. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. It's quite literally the best deck to be playing because it's <laughs> the most linear combo deck, A plus B combo deck in the format. Yep. And you will just steamroll people because they won't know what they're doing. Oh, no, so, of course not. Un- unless, yeah. unless they're playing Dredge and then they side in their Blazing Archon. <laughs> and then, then, then you Cabal Therapy the the uh, Grizzlebrand out of their hand and all they're left to sneak in with is an Emrakul and it can't attack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's probably good. Oops All Spells is probably another deck that's probably might be too good. Uh, I have a feeling that at some point uh, that deck sees something taken from it, honestly. Uh, uh, it, it, like, if, it, if it gets better... Uh, I, I think it, these bands. Yeah, I, I probably. I, I think it already is there. Well, because uh, we're we're gonna get more. Well, now are we gonna get more double faced cards? As far as uh, the the. Mode I don't think we're gonna cards. get any more ones that have lands on the back though. Well, well, sure, but that's that was the big kicker. That's what made the deck good. Right, was having actual lands it could play. Right, but who's to say that there won't be something like. Uh, like some type of, um, oh, what the hell am I thinking of? Not not like Dark Ritual per se, but like something in Strixhaven where you add some mana to your mana pool or whatever to help the deck ramp into something. Or kind of like, not necessarily like Elvish Spear Guide, but something yeah. along those lines where you, you could not maybe play it, but then it gets exiled instead of going to your graveyard or whatever. Yeah. I, I have a know. feeling that, that that's still just not better than Dark Ritual, Cabal Ritual. Oh, oh sure, sure. I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah. we don't want to get to a point where they're developing cards, and then suddenly these uh, oops decks uh, become better. Yeah. Because I think they, they I think the, man, the mana consistency for oops is there. Mm-hmm. Like that's the that's the that was the biggest thing about that deck. Oh, with with what Zendikar Rising added, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mana consistency was the biggest thing about that deck, and the other big like if they got another enabler, then that would be a, a broken. That would that would make it worse. That, that's the if word I was, was trying to find. Yeah, enabler, if, yeah. If there was another enabler, which and by enabler I mean another combo piece. Okay. So so another card that functions like Balustrade Spy or oh. Undercity and Farmer. Well, on that well, level. Well, you know we have to go back to Ravnica for the winter season, right? <laughs> we've had spring, uh, which was the first Ravnica, summer, which was RTR, fall, which was Gil's Ravnica, and we got to go back for winter. So there's probably going to be uh, another enabler like that. 
Yeah, and that well, the funny thing is, is both of those cards were printed in the same set. That's true. Say, <laughs> both literally, both of those cards were printed in Gate Crash. I I wonder uh, though what their purpose, like what their role was, like I because I, I look at them like, why would you want to do something like this in limited? Right. Yeah. Like uh, unless you had some type of because uh, because Demir was because Demir was still like the mill guild. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Like, they were still like the mill guild, you know. So, I yeah, I don't know. I I it's that would probably boost the deck more uh, than anything. Would be another enabler, uh, simply because it's another card that that you'd have to be aware of that they could cast uh, outside of the other two. So, yeah, I, that would probably be busted. But also, any amount of more cards like on the level of Force of Vigor. Yeah, like, that's that's the thing, like, uh, you know, the deck plays, you know, you know, the versions that ha- are, are doing well are the versions that are just able to go for it on turn one, and it's simply because they're just, they're not bothering with, anymore with sideboards that transform into, like, Goblin Char Belcher or whatever, they don't care about that anymore. They're just going to play cards that answer the cards because they can play actual lands for them, or they're going to play the free spell and force a vigor. Like, that's just how it works. So, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, does, does anything change for any of the other formats? Is really that. Let's la- last thing. So, yeah. so la- last thing. I, I, I think so. Like, as yeah. far as, as far as historic and standing, I think we touched on that with Tabalt's Trickery. Probably is I, a card to go. Like I could see, I could see them banning it. I just feel it just feels odd, again to me because of having played the deck a lot, a lot in the past couple days. Right. It just feels like it's just a meme that nobody's going to care about in two weeks. Right. As so. far as Pioneer, I, I don't follow the format enough because no. there's not a lot of play with it. Obviously, Uro's going to go. I, I don't know if there's anything else in that format that needs to be checked. Uh, there are a lot of people crying about uh, Teferi Time Raveler in both Pioneer and, and Modern. And all I got to say about that is... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because, they already got rid of it historic, so... Well, my thing is, like, sure, I, I get it that it cuts off instant speed interaction once on the board. But for those decks, such as myself, that play, like, a blue-white based control deck, more than likely you're going to be... I'm going to play it and pass the turn... And you might have a hasty dude that can attack into it. Right. And that's part of the reason why I stopped playing Narset in my decks. Because it's like, oh, cool. All right, so Narset and Impulse. And cool. Uh, next turn, you attack into and kill Narset. Cool. So I, like, time walk myself just to go find a card in my top four. Like, it, it didn't feel like I was doing anything powerful or to get ahead in the game at turn three when Modern is a, quote, turn three and a half format. Um, so with Teferi, like if you have a threat on the board, I'm going to bounce it uh, and draw a card requiring you to replay it. I'm already ahead because I've, I've time walked you and drawn a card. So if you kill it, cool, whatever. Next turn, here's a Jace. Now I'm going to, uh, fate seal you. And now this guy is tougher than the Teferi you just killed or whatever the case may be. So like, I, I, I think that. As far as from what I understand from where control wasn't prior to um, Ravnica Allegiance being released, 
to where it was prior to Oko being released, or even prior to Modern Horizons. I think that's where Wizards was wanting Control to be as far as in Pioneer and Modern. So, mm-hmm. to, to me, it's very safe. I'm sorry, folks. I know you hate blue. If you don't like playing the color blue, go play the epic card game. The color blue literally does not exist in that game. It, <laughs> it just doesn't. Uh, but anyway, outside of Earl being banned, there's talk about uh, banning Simeon Spirit Guide, which I think is wrong because then it uh, uh, eliminates the Ad Nauseum decks from existence. They, they just they can't be a deck anymore. Right. Um, as much as I hammered home needing to ban Monkey Mana many years ago, um, you know, I, I've come to grips where it's like, all right, yeah, that's it can stay. Um, feel, right. feel the Dead probably needs to go. Um, yeah, I could see that. The amount, uh, uh, sure, Uro may be gone, but we still have Growth Spiral and all sorts of other cards that allow you to go search for mana. Now, Primeval Titan. Um, and right. having decks that have 19 different land uh, land named cards just to be able to power the Field of the Dead. And, and you can't get rid of it with a, um, a Field of Ruin or whatever. Sure, maybe gone. They could bring it back with some effect. Or by then they'll have enough zombies where it doesn't matter. It, right. It's just it's become too ubiquitous. It should go. Um, what was another one? There may have been an, another one, but those are like the two big ones right now for me in modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of of course changing the cascade rule. Um, right. I would. Uh, matter of fact, let, let's actually take a peek at the modern quote metagame right now, end quote, because again, we're all just digital. Right. Um, the Hammer Time decks might be an issue just because of how quick they're able to play and how little interaction you may have to be able to beat them. I, I, I don't think they're unbeatable, but it's one to keep an eye out on. Um, right. Omnath may still be a thing. It might be difficult, but you know, as we've seen in really any format beyond standard, uh, having a four-color deck isn't really that hard. Um, right. Yeah, it just... I, I kind of want to see what would happen if they would ban just Uro and Feel the Dead. And then we'll go from there. Uh, kind of like what you were talking about in Legacy, where, like, let's see what happens when it's just not Oko. And right. see what happens. Because um, there, there are a lot of decks, like... Death and Taxes is more of a thing now because of the printing uh, Sky Skyclave Apparition. Right. Uh, mill decks are a thing because uh, of the printing of the Second Crab. Um, you know, a lot of these decks are on that cusp of uh, that representation that we've not seen because there's like three or four or five Uro decks hanging out. I, I still want right. to ban the damn companions. I, I want Lures of the Dream Den. Uh, and and really all of them just gone from all formats. But if they can like look at uh, Loris and be like, you know, we're going to print creature cards that are of two mana. Uh, and then we run into the issue with Strixhaven, where if it's creature on one side, spell on the other, and what if the spell is on the back side and the front side is the creature card, 
right? So you cast the spell first. It goes to the graveyard as a creature. Lorsten could allow you to play the creature from the yard. Like, do we want some dumb crap like that going on? Uh, yeah, just, yeah. The, the, the companions just need to go, like, really. Like, if you want to play them in Legacy, cool, whatever. If you want to play them in, in Standard, while around, whatever. But um, there have been talks from people just randos out there on the internet. Like, we should unban Splinter Twin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, that, that card needs to die in a fire. Like, no. Um, plus, here's the thing that I, I still think the majority of Magic players, especially those in Modern, don't understand. The last time we had an unban, which was Stoneforge Mystic, we didn't even have two months before Oko came along. Right. And completely changed the blue-white deck. Or hell, completely changed modern. Right. Suddenly you are forcing green in your deck for Oko. And then, oh, this Ice Fang Quaddle card's pretty cool too. Right. Um, so we didn't have enough time to even see if... I'm sure Stoneforge Mystic is a very fine card, very powerful card. But we didn't have enough time to see if Stoneblade was going to be this wild deck that's going to take over the format. It's Callblade all over again, like all the people thought was going to happen. Uh, so can we get back to that and let just a blue-white Stoneblade deck be a deck for six months to a year without having to necessarily be forced to splash another color because Wizards yeets out a new standard uh, premium set uh, that introduces new cards to all Magic the Gathering formats because we know they're not just aimed for standard anymore. Um, so, yeah, no no, no unbans. Um, the, the thing in Modern that we also need to understand here, and I think I mentioned this earlier in the show, is where we have uh, sideboards that are constructed with sometimes uh, four, but at least two Mind Break Traps and then 11 to 13 other cards. And then we're seeing uh, graveyard hate cards in main decks, where people are even shaving Liliana the Veils from their Jun decks just to add in two Nile spell bombs. And we didn't learn our lesson from Hogak. And it's like we we need to if we're putting graveyard hate cards in the main deck and exiling spell slash free counter spells that can be in any color in our sideboards there's some design screw up somewhere and uh, that's due to the ubiquitous of, of Uro and then the new kid on the block with all this cascading into Tabalt or Tabalt's trickery in and of itself. So yeah, I, I, I to, to, to recap, uh, Uro, Feel the Dead, uh, and a change in the cascade rule. Uh, Tabalt's trickery probably going to be banned in, in modern as well. Just so right. that that deck is just gone. Sure, it might be a meme, but when you're packing all the Eldrazi Titans in your deck just to eat one into play on turn one with Gemstone Caverns because uh, you're not going first and a land and something into Tibalt's Trickery or Cascading, whatever. Like, no, just to stop. That, mm. That's not magic. Um, we, we need to get back. I know people want to be a three and, three and a half turn format. I want it to be a four and a half turn format. I, I want the vile decks to feel like they have a chance to succeed. I want the I, I want burn decks to be the fastest decks in the format, to where you can fight them with 
I know when I say fight with life gain, it's like, but Uro gained life. But no, I'm talking about cards like um, uh, timely reinforcements, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or things that are more fair slash less ubiquitous. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens and, and if we can kind of reverse course a little bit. Um, I, I kind of touched on this jokingly earlier, but I've not changed my decks. Like my Jun deck, my Dredge deck, uh, my Blue-White Control deck slash Stoneblade, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. And I've not played Paper Magic in almost a year, right? I didn't change to Uro. I didn't change with whatever was going on in the meta. I didn't because I saw this day coming. I knew this was going to happen eventually. And I'm like, I uh, Magic is a game to where we put a ton of money into it. Where, uh, and I understand people are going to be mad when the bans happen because they're like, oh, well, my cards are now worthless. Well, yeah, but look how much time you got out of those cards that you invested into uh, to, to play and do well or whatever. Like, I, I saw these cards and I'm like, I, I, I don't like playing like that. that. That's not a style of play that I think is fun or interesting or unique. Uh, plus the fact that, like I mentioned earlier, it, Stoneforge Mystic was unbanned. We had less than two months. Like, I literally got the deck put together the way I wanted, and suddenly here comes Oko and the thing's changing. Like, I, I that that whole quick turnaround, like, I got a duck belt, now I have to change it again because of standard set. And I got to do it again because of standard set, and so on and so forth. I'm like, no, this has to stop. So I made a change amongst myself to to do what I did. And so I'm I, I'm sorry for those that are going to be upset, but uh, I'm dancing a jig with this. I am so happy uh, because we're, we're finally getting back to where I think Ma- Magic should have stayed back before uh, back before Throne of Eldraine came out, where we could play with these cards and see what they do and add on occasionally like if you look back over the course of just legacy for example right Mm -hmm. like there are cards that have come out uh that were in standard sets but they may be one or two of or might be a place of a new card but they weren't like these super uber powerful chase rare mythics that come in and literally cast upheaval to the entire format like that's where we need to get back to where oh there's this neat rare that might be cool. Um, like, uh, what was it? Chandra's... Um, the, the the Chandra creature from the, the past core set that got cheaper if you dealt damage to your opponent before the you cast it. The Incinerator. Yeah, the Incinerator. That was showing up in Burn Decks in Legacy because it's like, oh, well, I could bolt and lava spike and something else and play this creature for one mana and I have a 6-6. Six, six. Like, that was kind of cool. It, it didn't really go anywhere because Burn's not a, a, a strong deck in legacy in general right but but that that's the type of thing that i I want us to collectively regardless of format to go back to that's why it's neat that burgie is making an impact in vintage and it's not breaking the format that that's the lesson we should be learning here looking at the oldest format in magic like huh we built a card that did this can we build our other cards the same way like we mentioned a couple episodes ago, like if Uro was the mere opposite of Kroxa, where it didn't do... 
Uro is beyond the mirror opposite of Kroxa, right? But if it was just the mirror opposite of Kroxa, it'd probably be a fine card. But it, it went too far. It went beyond the pale. And, you know, it's it's got to go. It's, it's got to go. Sorry, folks. Have fun selling your rows for like five bucks. That's uh, probably what will happen. Uh, commander players will be like, cool, I can pick one up now for my Simic deck and it'll just be in the 99. Cool. Right. Enjoy. Have fun. Um, I Maybe Primeval Titan could be a, a target depending on what happens. But I, that's why I think if you ban Feel the Dead, Primeval Titan decks are fine. It's not great to play against, but whatever. Uh, rem, uh, cue reminder that Boil is an instant, LOL. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm excited to see what happens. I really am. And the fact that Monday is a holiday, so I'm off work. So right. I, I, I don't have to, like, all right, I, I did a little bit of work, go back to my other computer and, and bounce between computers. I can just wait. It's like, oh, 11 o'clock. Right. And then there'll be an announcement. Uh, hey, BNR announcement will be live after lunch or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about what does get banned uh, with our episode after this one. Right. So, okay, so moving on from bannings, and I don't want to spend too much time on the secret layers. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, the secret layers are cool, uh, and, like, I get why they did the showcase Kaldheim stuff now, because, I mean, Kaldheim's the new set, uh, but adding that in with the Valentine's uh, theme stuff, Right. It it just it seems like an odd mix, but um, they were due for another super drop. Yeah. Uh, and here it is. Uh, unfortunately, it's only available for a week. Yeah. Um, or, or or a little bit over a week, uh, starting, uh, I believe today actually. Through uh, the yeah, 20- I think so. Yeah. 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 As we record this on uh, February twelfth, uh, you can get it from today through the twenty first. Yeah. Here it is. Uh, visit secretlayer.wizards.com between February 12th and February 21st to pre-order to your heart's fancy. And and through this article, uh, there's all sorts of nods and stuff to Valentine's Day or whatever. Thing right. is, uh, as uh, our friend Aaron has said, you probably won't get this till Sweetest Day uh, because <laughs> of how quick these things come out. Yeah. But um, it, the artwork is neat and interesting. Uh, it, it's new and fresh takes on uh, some of these here. Unfortunately, the first one is only available in foil, but you have your options of uh, getting them in foil or unfoil, or unfoil, non-foil. The Kroxa one is cheaper than, or I'm sorry, the Uro one is cheaper than the Kroxa one by $5. I think that was probably so. by by intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, like, yeah, be- just simply because oh, they're banning this card. Yep. You know, and, make and it costs a little cheaper. People will still buy it. Like to go to that real quick. The the Titans ones. Uh, Titans oh yeah. Were focused on both Uro and Kroxa, the the most recent Titans. They're both dual colored. So with Uro, it's blue and green. So in the deck, you or in the secret layer, you also get a Primeval Titan and a Frost Titan done with the Showcase Kaldheim stuff. Right. And with uh, Kroxa, you get 
uh, Inferno Titan and Grave Titan. So that's cool. Everybody's like, we're Sun Titan. More than likely, Sun Titan's probably going to be the secret card at the, the bottom of this. Yeah. Because we all know Sun Titan is best Titan. Mm. Right. Chef's kiss. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing that's probably the case that they're probably going to do do that. So Now, now these lands, though, um, the unfathomable no. <laughs> crushing brutality of basic lands, which uh, that's a long name, but uh, these look like... Uh, metal posters slash um black magic slash yeah. uh a wood carving type of thing like the the swamp uh the art for for just a swamp looks so black metal yeah yeah and, it's pretty cool yeah the, these are neat they're available in foil and non-foil right um, i i th- thought someone was saying there's like a playmat of them or something as well i'm, I'm not sure hmm. um these are all done by mark riddick uh, yeah. i've never heard of him uh, until now uh but well done sir uh yeah. these, are, these are pretty sweet um and then there's a couple uh a couple other ones i don't know if you wanted to touch upon those joe the uh the fairy one Nah, that that is really about the the the, the valentine's day one is cute see yeah, uh, the Goblin Rabble Master is actually super adorable. It it, uh, it is, yeah. and the Goblin the Goblin token is just puking out roses. Disturbing to say the least. Yeah, like I uh, I, I like the takes on them. I, again, I'm not interested in purchasing them. Right. I, I like that this is an avenue where artists can be creative and do stuff. Like the the Vendillion Click, uh, you have uh, what looks like. Um, well, there, there's a, uh, a fairy on the right-hand side and like a greenish type of scale armor, uh, talking to the, uh, female presenting fairies and they're just like not interested in anything this other fairy is talking about. Um, so kind of like some, some interesting things going on within the art very colorful. So if you're yeah. into it, cool, go ham. Um, you know, the, the Valentine's day one. Yeah, you mentioned the Goblin Rabble Master, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's also Boros Charm. Yeah. Uh, Monastery Swiss Sphere and Heliod Sun Crown. And also, Gisela Blade of Gold Knight. Or, yeah, yeah, Gisela Blade of Gold Knight, which yeah. it's baby Gisela. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So, yeah. I, I, think it's e- I think it's more important than all these other secret layers to talk about the fact that we got three more cards for Blackest Magic. Oh, absolutely! Like if so, we're, we're going to talk about secret layer, like that's the one to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So, so we got three more cards besides Shalai and uh, Ponder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got Cultivate, uh, Kaya Ghost Assassin, and Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Dead so we, we, fairy. We, we already called a Kaya, and we already called a Teferi. Probably uh, Cultivate is really cool. Uh, they're growing a black lotus in the art. Uh, the story behind the artwork. Uh, on the article is just, it, it's absolutely adorable. Uh, like it's just so amazing. Uh, and then also, yeah, yeah, Dad Fairy. Uh, I think that is probably the really the the sweetest art, uh, out of the whole set so far. Uh, because it really puts Teferi in this light of understanding that he's he's just a guy. You know, I mean, yeah, he did some major world bending stuff and i'm not and the thing is the thing about that is to think about teferi from a lore perspective 
uh, he's only really ever wanted to help people. And the whole thing about Zalfir in the Time Spiral block wasn't even his fault. Like, people just tend to forget that. Like, And I think that's kind of interesting because it kind of paints that history on him. Because that's the history that got painted on him in the universe, in the world. And the, the history of Dominaria, nobody, nobody remembers that Jesco was the one that tried to bring Zalfir back and failed. Nobody knows that. Everybody thinks it was Teferi. And Teferi shouldered that burden. He didn't shy away from it. He shouldered it. And like just the fact, just seeing him in this light of being a dad to Niambi, being with uh, Sabira, you know, just it's so really well done. I just, I, just man, just a representation that this secret layer is bringing, right? And and how wholesome it is, and how right. that's what I said. I was just like, man, this is just the most wholesome thing on the planet. And, and it's like, from a it's from a place of love. Yeah, all these absolutely. cards are. I could feel the passion and energy behind each brush brushstroke on this art, and just it it warms my dark black heart. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like it, now the, oh, uh, man. the Kaya is also really sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she is just it. It's Kaya. What else can you say about Kaya? Like right. she's just this cool badass character you know and not only that it's her original card right so and i I think i like that a lot i've already got somebody uh you 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 probably know who (laughs) who is like i will put in a i will put in some money for you for the foil one if i get the kaya (laughs) (laughs) so denger was already like hey uh because that's one of the planeswalkers that he really actually collects yeah. Yeah, like Kaya is like his favorite planeswalker. He loves her to death. So he collects Kaya's. He even has not one of the Altart original ones, the foil Altart original. Oh, yeah, Kaya. that's right. Because yeah, uh, she's different. Yeah. Yeah, she but, had a different art and it was like a different number or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So he even has one of those. And yeah, I mean, so I'm like, I was like, yeah, okay, we could do that. Because I was thinking, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll keep the Kaya, but nah, that's fine. I like, we can do that. Um, the cultivate that's absolutely really, this is like the second replacement of a cultivate in my, my popper cube. Right. Cause I got you that one from right. uh, M21, <laughs> but it, it obviously has to replace it. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. I attempted, I have not gotten a message back from her, but I did send a message to the artist for ponder to see if maybe I could work something out of sending her the card to be signed. Uh, when we get around to actually getting these in the mail. Uh, so uh, hopefully I can get a response on that, because that would be kind of sweet to know like if that she has any plans to do any signings, or if she just wants to ad- ad-lib it, wing it, or whatnot. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I would love to get... That would be like a big thing for me, to like get that one signed. Like, uh, that, it, you know, I like... Man, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just scrolling through these cards and the artwork and the article. Right. Uh, uh, you know, I encourage every single person out there listening to this podcast to go read everything about the, uh, go read the Designing Black is Magic article and read it again. Oh, yeah. It's great. And read it again because it's not, this is beyond magic. 
it, it's beyond the right. artwork. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's it's so good. Like, yeah, it's so important yeah. to be able to not only uh, not only get to know the artists who have done these cards, but to get to understand the words that they're saying and the message behind each and everything that they're they're doing with these cards right and all this like it, it's so important and i uh, sure we want to get magic cards we want to buy them and play with them and get them signed all that stuff right but i i don't want us collectively to miss out on this opportunity to learn and right yeah. that that really needs to be done here yeah, I, and I, I have to give a lot of kudos to this uh, Sydney Adams, who's the lead, you know, who was the lead design on this. Mm-hmm. Like, she did a fantastic job of just, and this is just the five of the cards. We haven't seen the other two yet. Right, they're uh, coming. We should see the other two Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, Tuesday. The 16th. The, the last yep. two, if so, I remember right. Yep, yep. So, if, if those are just as good and i mean i'm sure they will be yeah uh, I, i'm already i'm a lock on this one uh, yeah there, there's so <laughs> many people who i'm, I'm a i'm a lock in. on yeah i'm a lock on a foil copy of this one i i uh, wonder yeah. what the uh bonus card will be because usually with the secret layers there's some type of bonus card uh, them, right yeah like, i i don't yeah. know if they'll announce uh, it or if people just be like surprise um yeah, dude, like, oh my god. And, and uh, like, Teferi, of all the Planeswalkers, right, Teferi's one of my favorites. Um, not necessarily because of all, all the, like, he's the first black Planeswalker and, and all that other stuff, right? And, and not, not to dismiss right. that, that's awesome. That representation absolutely matters. But for me, Teferi connects me from when I started playing Magic and when I came back and started going to FNMs. Like, I started playing Magic all the way back in Revised. We hit Mirage as, like, really Mirage was the first block that Wizards finally hit their stride of, like, uh, Fall Set, Spring Set, or Fall Set, Winter Set, Spring Set, Core Set, and keep going. Well, Core Set every other year or whatever. Right. Um, right. And, and that, that set was starting to tell a story. And then Tempest came out. You really got a good story. Teferi was eventually in, in, involved more and more. Uh, I left the game a little bit, came back right before Time Spiral hit. Time Spiral hit, and here's Teferi again. I'm I'm all in. I'm like, I remember this guy. And started <laughs> catching up on a lot of the lore. And, oh, cool, he, he's, he's super blue, and, and I could play him in this deck. And... Uh, it prevents my opponent from doing anything where like all these people complain about Teferi uh, Time Raveler need to understand that, that that's part of Teferi shtick is preventing the other player from casting spells when they shouldn't. Like right. we, we need to look at Teferi Mage of Zalfir, which sure it costs two and three blue for a three, four legendary creature, legendary creature, human wizard with flash uh, creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield have flash. Each opponent can cast spells only anytime he or she can cast a sorcery. And I would use this with mystical teachings to go get a creature from my deck, which at that point had flash because he was on the board, and go get 
um, skeletal vampire. Because that, that was the, the standard environment that was in or whatever. But I, I would go get a creature using mystical teachings and play teachings control deck uh, with Teferi kind of at the helm. This was before we had Planeswalkers. And that was so much fun. And when Teferi came back as an actual Planeswalker and standard, it then reminded me of those times when I first started playing F&M all the way back uh, in, in the sum summer of 2006 which that then reminded me all the way back to Mirage. So it just kind of all goes along. Plus, Teferi, we, we grew up with Teferi. Right. Like, he started in, in those early days as uh, as a student. Uh, he then became a young man. And it's when we had all the uh, issues going on that, that he was trying to save people but, but mess things up. Right. Uh, and then come back, and he's now a father. And I'm like... That's me. Like, grand, I became a father as a young man, but that, that's that's besides the point. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel the, the same trajectory with this character through Magic's story. And right. the fact that there are people that... And, and, and I don't look like the fairy, and I like this guy, right? Right. And there I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the fairy. Yeah, there, there are people out there who do not look like me. Who look at Teferi and like he looks like me? Yeah, and they feel included. And is, is one of those people Idris Elba? Because he looks a lot man, like Idris Elba. Look, <laughs> I, I, I God, like, God look, love him, but man, they really hit that 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 visual connection with that character. Oh and, yeah, and when, when I when I rewatched the MCU recently, like uh, it it amazes me how few lines Idris Elba had. Oh yeah, but the times that he was on screen, something important was happening. Oh yeah, and I, I thought that was awesome how, how they were able to take a a minor character, a supporting actor, really, mm -hmm. and make them feel important to the overall story. Oh yeah, and uh, I I kind of fear a Dungeons and Dragons movie and or Magic the Gathering movie because <laughs> of their track record. But uh, if they don't cast uh, Idris Elba at, in the role of Teferi, I, I I really don't know what they're doing. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I I am I do as well with how wizards should cast, how anybody should cast a role for a character, uh, as well as I can speculate on what card is or is not going to be good in a format. Uh, but yeah, I man. <laughs> uh, I just I hope that if something like that were to happen, if we get a live action Magic the Gathering movie, uh, so, or television show, or whatever, that they capture what some of these characters have been through, uh, and also their importance to the audience. Uh, but anyways, man, I, uh, I could I could we could gush on this for like yeah ever. yeah um, um, I don't want to spend. Uh, I don't want to spend super long on WandaVision this week well, because I feel like more is coming and it's going to be more important to talk about it later. Right. Before we before we do that, though, yeah, we could probably bundle episodes six and seven uh, for our next episode. And then we could do eight and nine either separately or together. But uh, one thing that is happening uh, is Gavin Verhey on his Good Morning Magic channel Um showed us the contents of the challenger decks uh two things that are super important with this 
One, there's a new package structuring to where the only plastic is the plastic wrap around the, the deck and the sideboard. Everything else is from recyclable material. So if you don't want to keep the uh, overlay box that has a, uh, what do they call those, Q codes or whatever that you can scan with your phone. I don't know what you kids use, but whatever. Um, where you can scan it, it'll tell you the contents of the deck. So if you forget what cards should be in the sideboard or main deck, uh, you can scan that with your mobile device and it will it'll tell you how uh, or what the contents of the deck should be. Um, but then there's also a deck box inside that, which looks like a traditional deck box. Uh, and it has a uh, cardboard spacer in there and everything. So they really put a lot of work from, from someone who went to school for graphic design. I really appreciate the effort that they put into constructing this box. A plus. Kudos to these guys. But um, the, the, va the dollar value of these decks... Uh, if you're trying to put the put the decks together individually, it, you may spend as much on constructing one deck as you would if you would just buy two or three of these decks separately. There's four decks. Or they're all standard, by the way. So you have Azorius Control. So I'm already like, you know, I, you, you got me out of bed. Uh, <laughs> so there's Azorius Control. Uh, and it, in there it has uh, a single Shark Typhoon. Uh, also has some Elspeth Conquers Death. Um, it has some... Um, oh, where is it? Oh, yeah, it has a couple Skyclave Apparitions from the board. So th this is a really interesting deck uh, as far as how it's constructed. Uh, it doesn't focus too much on the traditional uh, counter your stuff, but you can also play like uh, Dream Trawlers, Archon of Sun's Grace, have, have a large creature that may be difficult to attack through or kill uh then kind of ride your way to victory that way um then there's the mere rogue uh so the rogues deck is really popular right now uh matter of fact there's even four copies of m21 uh standout thieves guild enforcer yeah uh, so i thought that was kind of interesting rankle is the yeah. big hitter from that set that deck though yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there. Yeah, there's one rankle. Yeah. Uh, there's a playset of drown the lock. Yeah. Uh, like th this deck, if looking at these decks, you don't have to add much to them to get them to their optimized level to where they are now. Um, then there's mono red aggro where there's... you have a, a single copy of Embercleave. Yeah. Uh, a couple copies of uh, Torbrand, uh, uh, Thane of Redfell. Shatter Skull Smashing. Yeah. A yeah. couple of Shatter Skull Smashings in the deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a full playset of um, a Bone Crusher Giant. Yeah. So, yeah, this deck looks sweet. Uh, and then the last one is Mono Green Stompy, which starts out with not one, but two copies of Turn Timber Symbiosis. Yeah. So. Uh, That's not bad. Uh, yeah. It, it, all these decks are really strong. They each come with uh, several t uh, double-sided tokens. Right. So that way you have the right token for the right uh, situation. And six of the dual-face card reminder cards. Right. So that way you don't have to take your turn timber symbiosis in and out of the sleeve to flip it over. You can just write it on uh, this kind of checklist card, put in your regular sleeve, 
right. and then have like a, a clear sleeve, like a double sleeve or something for your turn timber symbiosis and put into play on whatever side you want. Um, so yeah, I, I thought these were really thought out well. Uh, it's nice to have these back. Uh, it's a shame that we can't go play paper standard. Uh, but uh, you can actually, uh, due to shipping issues with Challenger decks, which are going to be released, I believe, in March. Yeah, March 26th. Uh, they will be delayed in some APAC regions. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye on Wizards. They'll, they'll have updates that uh, becomes available. But here's the thing, right? You, you don't necessarily have to play using a standard. You could just buy these decks, keep them as is, and just play them casually. Like, as much as WotC tries to find product for that entry player to play casually at the kitchen table, I honestly think these decks are perfect because they come at the right power level. Uh, you can learn from all these cards. Like, there's a doom, there's a single Doomscar in Azori's Control. There's um, a, a single Sought coming. So they're providing you some of the recent cards from Kaldheim to kind of push you in that direction. Like, hey, try out some of these new cards, as well as playing some of the cards that have been around a while. So the learning curve is real low. Uh, the entry level uh, is also real low. So you can get in and then upgrade as you go. Keep in mind, though, that when we get to September and uh, the first of two Innistrad sets come out, a lot of these cards will leave standard. But if Pioneer's a thing, who's to stop you from taking this deck and whatever you upgrade and just simply go play Pioneer and try and expand on your deck further? So, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't really play standard, so... <laughs> no, I, uh, I understand. I, I don't either, but uh, I just, you know, I saw this and, and, and thought, you know, this is pretty exciting. You know, we, we've we dogged Wizards for uh, a while about a lot of different things, from Companions to Uro to not doing anything until now as far as bannings to uh, just being overall frustrated. We can't go out and play paper cards. Uh, and to many other things, right? But here we have a secret layer drop where they're like, all right, we're going to up our timetable for when we're going to ban something. We're giving you a heads up before you buy to a secret layer that is so about inclusion that I, I can't, even, can't even describe how awesome it is. Uh, and and it, it's, I'm not even the right audience to be speaking about it. And I love it, right? Uh, and then, and then we have this, we have this product that, you know, is cutting the cost of getting into a format and yeah, like wizards is doing really good from, from a player looking in viewpoint there, there, I'm, I'm excited about this stuff. This is weird. What is this feeling, Joe? I, I'm not on my soapbox and <laughs> raising my fist and yelling at clouds. What's going on? I am not Scott Campbell. Again. Right. <laughs> All right. So um, I think on that note, we should probably start wrapping up this episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, at this point, uh, let's have Scott tell everybody where they could find him on the Internet. And we will start wrapping up episode 34? 34. Yeah, yeah 34. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Facebook. I'm more active on Twitter. 
uh, at MTG Pack Foils. Um, uh, as some of you may have seen, I'm currently not writing articles at the moment. Uh, I am in between figuring out where to go, whether I want to find another home for it, or go back to just doing it on my own through WordPress. Uh, hopefully, uh, I can get that started back up again. Uh, you know, it, it'd be nice to do it uh, and do it at my own pace if I wanted to do it. But at the same time, there's uh, a lot of other uh, things on my plate personally uh, that I'm trying to sort out. Uh, but, you know, I, I I think I will get back into it. I really haven't put a lot of thought into it, but my current hope right now is that it is something I could see myself doing again. I just, I have been able to not only get the funds uh, to start WordPress back up, but also make the time. So it's kind of a nice break right now. Uh, but I, I'm sure I'll get back to it again soon because once we start playing Paper Magic, uh, then the creative juices will definitely start coming as far as writing, especially if I can get on a rental program on Magic Online and start doing goofy stuff because um, that, that will be kind of fun too. Uh, Joe, uh, you do write content. Uh, where can people find you on the Internet and read your content? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at VolrethXP. Uh, you can also find me on MTG Goldfish every Tuesday and Thursday with This Week in Legacy and Vintage 101. I am going to be doing a little bit more streaming uh, coming soon. Uh, next week's my birthday. So uh, next Friday is my birthday. So yay. By the time we record next time, next time it'll be my out of my birthday already. So yay. Well, happy early birthday. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty happy. Uh, so I, I'm not supposed to know this. Well, actually, I am. <laughs> uh, I had to know it because I had to tell t- tell her what to buy or whatnot. Uh, oh. But my, my, but my wife got me a pair of uh, monitors for my new computer setup. Hell, hell to the yes, sir. So yeah, hell to the yes. So they're not you know insanely expensive ones. They were you know fairly cheap, uh, but you know they are the same monitor. <laughs> which kind of matters sometimes. Uh, uh, man, I, I have a pair of Acers uh-huh. for my setup. And, yeah, it, it's so nice having two monitors that look exactly the same, have the same width. Uh, dude, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. And then, um, so that's that's going to that's gonna be next week. I'm uh, going to be streaming on Thursday. I'm planning on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to be streaming uh, with uh, Colron, uh, who is uh, Paragon 429 or 429. I think 429. Um, now I have to look it up because I, I don't want to butcher his name. Yeah, it's 249. Paragon 249. Uh, so Colron is a, a legacy player. Uh, he does a lot of um, really interesting decks. Uh, so I'm going to have him on me on my stream on Thursday uh, and we're going to be playing uh, five color warrior uh, tribal and legacy. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this deck is uh, pretty cool. He did some updates to it for call time. Uh, we, he played a version of this deck in a legacy super qualifier last month. Uh, and so he put, he made some updates to it via call time, uh, mainly n- not even like a couple call time stuff. There's one or two call time cards that he added, 
Um, but uh, a lot of it's uh, stuff that he added that was from some older sets. Like um, one of the cards he added was Rushblade Commander from uh, Battlebond, which is the two-drop uh, Warriors or Team Controls has haste. <laughs> uh, there is most assuredly... Uh, because uh, uh, it's going to come up uh, that people would ask about uh, in a five-color Warriors deck. Uh, that uh, it, There is definitely a deck that is for Najila the Blade Blossom. Okay. <laughs> what, what about Bramblewood Paragon? Uh, yes, there's two of them in the deck. Two? Yeah. All right. Because there's also four Metallic Mimic. Uh-oh, okay. Well, Metallic mm. Mimic, does that give a plus one, plus one counter? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. I thought it just was a generic plus one, yeah, plus one. No, okay. no. So, cute interaction with uh, Metallic Mimic and Bramblewood Paragon mm-hmm. uh, is that you could have those in play, and then you can cast a Jiraga War Caller and not kick it, and it'll get counters. And, and which then gives all your other uh, creature or all uh, your uh, other elves, elves counters. But there are Changeling Outcasts and Mirror Entities in this deck. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, winning a game off a mirror entity is just hilarious. Yeah, like, uh, I was I was going to recommend the Elvish uh, Warmaster from Kaldheim, but it really only matters if you uh, are playing a dedicated elf deck. Yeah. Because it is an elf warrior. Yeah. I did play against this card on Arena, and holy cow, did it run me over. The um, the one Kaldheim card that, uh, that he put in the main deck uh, that was kind of fun is Usher of the Fallen. Which is the uh, 2-1 Spirit Warrior for 1, or for a white, that has boast 1 and a white, create a 1-1 white human warrior creature token. So that's kind of neat. And then also, uh, in the sideboard, uh, he put in um, Sigrid Godfavored. uh, And also uh, Masked Vandal. Uh, which is the the two-drop that when it enters the battlefield, you may exile a creature card from your graveyard. If you do, you exile target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he also stuck in uh, Maskwood Nexus, which is the uh, four-drop creatures you control are every creature type. It's the the colorless conspiracy that lets you create two-twos. So, yeah, so, I mean, the, 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 the slots of this deck are so strange, but when you look at it, you're like, you get, you kind of can kind of like make sense. Like there's pelt collectors in the deck. Cause uh, why not? Right. Cause they're, cause they're warriors. Yep. Uh, they're also elves. So, um, there's goblin rabble masters, obviously. Right. Gotta have uh, those. Yeah. Cause they're warriors. Uh, there's an ogre battle driver. Cause it's a warrior. Uh, there's a Winota join our forces because she's a warrior. <laughs> uh, the one that's really funny is there's a there's a a fun of uh, Rograk son of Roga, the the zero drop <laughs> zero one kobold warrior. Yeah, from Commander Legends. Because if you have metallic mimics in play, it gets counters. Oh my goodness! So and it has menace, right? And it has menace. It has menace and trample and, tra- and first strike. <laughs> And part oh wait partner doesn't matter here <laughs> right so yeah this deck is cool I'm excited to play it and I don't know how... it's on Thursday the 18th that you'll be streaming yeah right? yeah yeah I don't know I don't I don't know how we'll how we'll do but that's why I wanted to have him come on the stream with me because I wanted to have him be able to like help me 
understand how to best to play this deck because well, well make sure you tweak that that way people could uh could watch it while it's happening right yeah yeah definitely will so we'll be excited about that that'll be fun um but yeah that's uh so that's on uh twitch.tv slash xp you can find me everywhere by that name so uh but anyways uh so thank you guys uh for listening this week and hopefully you guys are having a good time uh, listening to us, if you guys want to send us feedback or reach out to the cast, you can reach us at, at the Astrolab uh, cast on Twitter and the Astrolab podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and again, have a great night, and we'll see you guys next week. And stop cascading into seven mana planeswalkers. Indeed. <laughs>